Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are live. Welcome to the NBA Strategy Show. It is Thursday, January 12th. I am Josh Engelman. I am joined by Adam Scher. We are brought to you by Prize Picks, and it's another perfectly acceptable slate. Six games today. It's not your typical Thursday where you get two or three. We get to have some fun, break down a little bit of basketball, a couple of really ridiculous teams for today. I think it's going to be a fun one. I hope you guys enjoy it. Hit that like button if you haven't done it already. Subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Adam, how are you? How did it shake out for you yesterday? Uh, I'm good. Yesterday was frustrating. I came out slightly ahead if you don't count the milli tickets that I didn't cash. Um, but I don't know. I felt like I played well. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. started out great, then got hurt 10 minutes in, never came back. Um, that was really bad for me on pretty much every slate uh jamal murray got hurt in the fourth quarter which was also bad for me um finished eighth on Mm. the night slate with the second best jamal murray lineup who rolled his ankle at the very beginning of the fourth quarter as soon as Nikola Jokic went to the bench um so you know cost him a few points there for sure uh but yeah i don't know it was still somehow a profitable slate i think because i think the chalk plays sucked I think I read that Murray's probably fine. Like, obviously, yeah, yeah. Affected like you, immediately like after not... the game, Malone was yeah. like, yeah, he's going to play tomorrow. Okay, that's good. Oh, I didn't even mean it for um, whatever their next game is. Just like, I don't want him to be hurt. I want to yeah, see what yeah. Denver can be. So that was more of just like a holistic basketball thought process. I want them to be at full strength when they get to the playoffs. Mostly for Jokic. I kind of want him to just be able to get a title so everybody just shuts the fuck up about him. Um, yeah. For some reason, like, I'm taking that on. Probably because I've been pro Jokic on these shows for the entire time that this channel has existed. It feels really nice to be vindicated and know that it's Jokic over Embiid and Lafay can just suck it on that opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I would prefer that, Memphis to win instead of Denver though, because I would get like two grand. I wouldn't mind if Memphis did it. They've got, I feel like they've got a little bit more time. Yeah. yeah they're, they, I, they yeah, skew they, a little younger. So if they won this year, it would be like a potential like dynasty setting up as they get just better and better. Well, the crazy thing is, like, they can also make a move. They have a right. full complement of draft picks, you know, enough, like, interesting young people that they can cobble together enough salary. Uh, I believe they have the Danny Green contract, which got guaranteed earlier this year, too. So, like, they have the opportunity to make a move. I don't know who that would be. Obviously, adding a wing. I don't remember. Did we did we talk about this, like, a, a week ago? Or has this just been in my brain? Did I talk about it in the process? I don't think I talked about it. If I'm the Grizzlies... I'm calling Toronto to find out what they want for OG and Anobi. No matter, like, even if that's an overpay, 
that's the type of guy that fits into this team perfectly, gives you that wing defender, you know, does enough offensively, gets your three-point shooting, fits from a spacing perspective where, like, can play as the three when you have the Jaron Jackson, Steven Adams lineup there. When you yeah, need so to bump it down a spot, like, I think it works there, too. It would, it would to me, be that's Dylan Brooks, except with shot selection. Yeah, and... I don't want to say, yeah, and the better defense, like more up and down the positional spectrum defense at the very least. That's the one that I want to happen, at least. Who knows what Toronto is going to do? I certainly don't. You ready to talk this slate? Yeah. All righty. Six games, as I mentioned. We got a seven o'clock start, a couple 730s, and then a, a dueling late night hammer at 10 o'clock. Not a great start, though. The 7 o'clock game is pretty ugly. The Oklahoma City Thunder are 10-point dogs in Philadelphia, 231 total. Oklahoma City is exhausting. Uh, They've been playing 11-man rotations. Oddly enough, they do have that 12th-man active. Jalen Williams just doesn't play. So if you're ever curious on how bad they think he is, he can't even get into an 11-man rotation when they play everybody. Still no JRE, still no Poku, still no Usman Jang. By all accounts, they still have Omer Yuri and Lindy Waters up from the G League. Uh, Omer Yuri actually got the start on Tuesday. He then did not start the second half, which should not be surprising at all. Only ownership coming in here in double digits is Lou Dort at 13% on DraftKings. Take that however you want. Probably the best option at 4,800. I kind of just want Shea and nobody else. I hate this team so much. So they have 13 active. Do they really? Baisley. Oh my God, yeah. I don't know how I miss Baisley. Yeah, which I'm not sure if you saw the uh, Mark Dagnall press conference about Baisley the other day, but it was just like peak OKC. They you know, sort of asked him about Baisley not playing. And he's just like, yeah, no, like he'll be back in. He's just, you know, not playing right now. He knows that like blah, blah, blah. It's just like, he, he's just like, yeah, we're just, he's not part of what we're throwing out there right now. Like, it's like, there's going to be a game where Baisley just comes back and plays 18 minutes. Um, he's not going to be on the Thunder next year uh, because of the picks that they have coming in and the way that his contract is structured. Um, he's probably going to be one of the guys that just has to go away because they have too many dudes that are already right. supposed to be on the Thunder. So uh, I don't think he's long for the team. I think they realize pretty quickly. I wouldn't be surprised to see him go at the deadline. They just don't have any incentive to do that. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, from a DFS standpoint, it's just what it always is. Giddy, 7K, looks fine uh he's been shooting better this year for what it's worth you know don't know if that lasts or not uh wasn't really what he's supposed to be doing but um he's improved there and you know always gives you rebounding and assist upside as well should play around 32 minutes sga if you can get there at 10k always going to look good lou dort's pulling 14 percent ownership on DraftKings at 4800 that's probably just a positional thing and right now a you know we don't have as much value as we probably will later in the day kind of thing um should play around 30 minutes. He's going to look fine. You're never excited to get there. Same can be said for Jalen Williams, who now on DraftKings has point guard and small forward eligibility. That is interesting. But as the starting center for the Oklahoma City Thunder? No, the wing. Yeah. I mean, who's the starting center for the Oklahoma City Thunder then? Omarui. How big is that dude? He's 6'6". Six, six. Is he really? I mean, per my Google, I thought Jalen Williams was taller than 6'5", too. I mean, Omaru is also 235 pounds. That's true. I thought Jalen Williams was a little bit taller than that. I thought he was like 6'7", 6'8". No. Hmm. I don't know. The fuck this team, man. 
Do they start an actual center today? I, I don't know. I mean, it's either Kenrich Williams or Omarui or Jalen Williams or Muscala. So maybe. Well, the reason the reason I say that is because we've got Joel Embiid on the opposite side. You're pretty much sending a double no matter what if you're the Oklahoma City Thunder. But I, I could see if you're going to play, like if you're willing to play Mike Muscala or if you're willing to play Jalen Williams with a Y, then it seems to me that you just start him and eat eight minutes of like actually having the a center against Joel Embiid. Doesn't strike me as like the way to do it, to do it in reverse. But I also don't think they give a shit. Yes, so. I, don't, I don't think they care. I know it's a, I hate when I start thinking about it like that, like, Oh, that could be pretty interesting. And it's like, Oh, well the, the guy's not going to play enough minutes to matter. And they don't give a shit about playing that matchup. So why there do is I just as good much? a chance that OKC is thinking about it the way you just said it as them saying, Oh, well, let's see if uh Rory can defend Joel Embiid, or let's see if Kenrich Williams can defend Joel Embiid. Like they would rather learn stuff like that than actually guarantee or, you know, try and have success. Wow. 10k sga at seven percent ownership on FanDuel is fun point guard shooting guard so you get that extra flexibility I, I can't say anything else about oklahoma city i don't know how to philly on the other hand is pretty interesting so they're at full strength joel Embiid is 11k on DraftKings, 11.5 on FanDuel. i think he's fascinating for today we're going to get to luka Doncic in a bit who is to me, very clearly and unquestionably the top play for today if you're trying to pay up. Embiid complicates matters, though. He's 20% owned on DraftKings, 13% owned on FanDuel. And if there's ever a matchup where he should just dominate, it's this one. I just don't know if he ever sees a situation where he's only guarded by one person. Yeah, I mean, I would expect that he doesn't, but still should be good. Uh, 11K looks very, very appealing. Yeah, it's just perfectly set up to dominate the thunder have not that most teams have any real scenario to slow down Joel Embiid, but the thunder in particular are not made to make Joel Embiid like have trouble doing the things yeah. that he wants to do. I mean, it's not entirely different than the last game where he was going up against Nerlens Noel and nothing. Yeah. That's also a very true statement. Do you see yourself getting to the rest of Philly here? No ownership is really coming in on either side. To me, it's if you want to get to Harden or Maxi, I think that's fine. I feel like Tobias Harris is sneaky as like the guy that gets a bunch of shots that Embiid has to just assist on instead of score on. But uh, I don't know how practical it is to like build lineups for that. Yeah, I mean, I think any of Harden, Maxi Harris are reasonable at their respective salaries. Um, Harden and Maxi both pulling around 10%, Harris only pulling two. We know that typically he takes a little bit more of a backseat when Tyrese Maxi is in the lineup. But, you know, like you were saying, you still could get plenty of wide open shots on the wing for Harris. There is still a path to him having success here. Um, I do like Harden, though. Um, he would probably be the second guy that I get to. What about uh, DeAnthony Melton? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything else there for it. Um, this game's just not appealing from a fantasy perspective. 231 total. I thought it would be a little bit more interesting, but you don't really get into the Philly bench at all. Oklahoma City is just a tire fire if you really want to get involved with it. I think it's just easier to mostly stay away from this game. The relationship between Embiid and Luka, and if there's enough value out there to have them both, I think is the most interesting piece here because to me, they're the two best options you could pay up for today. Anything else you want to touch on for Philly? No. All righty. Schedule for the rest of the day. NFL strategy show coming up after this. It's the matchup show. This is the big one. So make sure you're watching that one for this weekend's playoff games. 
We've got the NHL Strategy Show coming at 2 p.m., the No House Advantage NBA Show at 3.30. The NBA Deeper Dive is at 5. That won't be me. You'll get Rinpak and Adam. You do get me, though, for Live Before Lock, 6 p.m. all the way up till 7.30, myself and Eric Lindquist. So we'll be breaking that one down, going for that full 90 minutes. And not only that, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. We changed this while I was out. It is now up to five days free of our Stochastic Plus NBA package. If you are new to our site, if you've never signed up with us before, there is a link in the description of this video. You should click it and sign up. Check out what we've got to offer. Again, five days free of our NBA package. Covers our projections, our ownership, the boom bust tool, our brand new lineup generator, which if you're a... If you're not trying to play 150 max, if you're a one lineup guy, a three max guy, perfect tool for you. We've got late swap capabilities. It's it's going to lay everything out in front of you. I, I think it'd be a perfect opportunity for you to start to get your feet wet into the multi-entry facet of it. But even if you just want to cycle through a bunch, find the lineup you like most, I think it's going to help you out there. But again, five days free, you see it on the screen. Take advantage now, guys. I don't know how long that deal is going to last, but bumping it up from three days to five days, you know, that's a pretty big benefit for you. All right, Boston Celtics, three-point favorites in Brooklyn, 227 total. For Boston, there's not a lot that we can do here, although I do think that there are two pieces that are pretty easy to project. Um, they are on a back-to-back, -back, which complicates matters slightly. We don't know the status of Marcus Smart, and that is the real swing piece here. I am assuming he's in for right now. I have no idea. Robert Williams sat out the front end of the back-to-back -back yesterday. Makes perfect sense to me that he's playing today. Al Horford has not played a back-to-back -back this year for Boston. Seems like the perfect opportunity for him to also not play today. Robert Williams starts at the five. Easy peasy. So we can't deal with Smart yet, but would you agree no Horford, Robert Williams in? Yeah, and if Williams is in, are you expecting like 24 minutes? I gave him 23. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I he, he's not getting a major bump is what I think is pretty safe to say. I think we'll know when he's going to get ramped up before it just actually randomly happens. But yeah, 23 minutes doesn't look all that appealing. Uh, certainly mild upside, but there's no ownership coming into the Boston end now. And to me, it's the same way that it normally is. I will give the caveat 8,400 still for Jalen Brown, shooting guard, small forward on FanDuel is pulling ownership and should. Yeah, and it's the same as, you know, we've talked about on DraftKings. Him and Tatum are both a little bit less expensive here than they were yesterday. You got a reminder yesterday of the type of ceiling that Jalen Brown has, dropping 60 fantasy points at like 2% owned. Um, so always interesting to get to if you can. It's just that there's going to be players that um, project better in that price range. And so you can't really say he's a priority, but he is pulling 8% ownership, Tatum pulling 7. Both of those look good you know pretty appealing matchup here as well uh robert williams at 4700 if he is playing 23 24 minutes is okay but center only so you know there's a lot of opportunity cost there grant williams has been playing a ton recently when he starts marcus smart would likely impact that a bit um but you did get like 37 minutes yesterday from grant williams with smart out uh if smart's in you know that's probably coming back down to earth somewhat and you're probably getting closer to like 30 32 uh but he's 3900 so that's something to, pay, to to keep an eye on. I mean, do you think Grant Williams just gets the same sort of run that he was getting, even if Smart is back with no Horford? Probably not quite as much. Okay. Isn't that weird? What? Well, like Grant Williams and Al Horford are more likely to like overlap positionally than Marcus Smart, but Marcus Smart being out 
opens up potentially more playing time for Grant Williams. Like I mean, intuitively, it's body it's, in the rotation. Like Williams plays so many positions, every position. Right. It's just intuitively you would expect him to get a bigger bump from Horford being out than Smart being out, wouldn't you? Not when you're replacing Will, uh, Horford with Williams. Fair. Fair. I mean, he played those minutes too Monday when it was Williams in. It's it's not important. It's Grant Williams. I, he. I'm glad he's not a better per minute guy. He would be a problem in these yeah. random days where he's just like popping up to 34 minutes. Um, I do want to talk about Marcus Smart though quickly. 5,700 on DraftKings, point guard, shooting guard. Same price on FanDuel, same positionality. He's projected for 20% ownership on FanDuel. I agree that he's the best option on Boston, even better than Jalen Brown, I think. Um, Do you have anything that you would want to add on Smart? Does that price seem correct to you? I just think he's a really interesting value, and I don't feel like I have a crazy minutes projection. I gave him 32. Yeah, I think he's just too cheap. Um, You know, he's not the best point-per-minute guy by any stretch, but at 5,700, on both DraftKings and FanDuel, you know, relatively that's going to make him a little bit more, a little bit cheaper on FanDuel just because you have more salary. Um, yeah. Assuming he's not limited and he's going to give you, you know, 32, 33 minutes. I agree. He's uh, underpriced. I do think the ownership on FanDuel is probably a little bit too high. We have his optimal percentage, like 11 or 12% compared to 20% ownership. But um, you know, again, that doesn't mean you can't play somebody or you have to fade somebody because they're overowned. It just, means that there probably are alternatives within a given lineup if you want to move away from it. Anything else you want to touch on for Boston? I don't think so. Um, if, if Smart is out, White and Brogdon both become somewhat more appealing. Uh, we we got 25 and a half minutes from Brogdon yesterday after only getting like 22 the game before when Smart was out. White played 30, didn't play down the stretch. But uh, I, I think, you know, if Smart is out, you're expecting around 30 from White, around 25 from Brogdon. If Smart's in, I typically end up at like 28 for White, 23 for Brogdon. Are you going like 36 on Grant Williams if Smart is also out? Probably, yeah. Like, I'm not going to be happy about it because it's going to make him project well. And I yeah. hate when I make Grant Williams project well. But I don't really know how else that goes. Like, Sam Hauser only played eight minutes yesterday and two, three of it was garbage time. Pritchard only played 16 they pretty much just gave all the minutes to Grant Williams. So, I mean, you could cut it back a bit and just give Sam Hauser a second half rotation, but I think you still, especially if Smart is out, need to be getting like at least low to mid thirties from Grant Williams. All right. Well, now we go to the Brooklyn side. This is where it starts to get interesting. Kevin Durant is injured. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks at a minimum. Nick Claxton is probable. Everybody else is available. So let's start here. Who's starting for Kevin Durant today? Have you looked that up at RotoWire yet? Yeah, no, I I need them to let me know uh, who is starting for for Durant. Um, yeah, I, um, I know that's how Harris. I feel. I don't have a great feel here. Harris. To me, that feels like the most likely scenario. He has not been playing all that much recently. I mean, it could be Warren. It should be Warren, right? Like that's the easiest one-to-one swap in here. We did see him get up to 31 minutes on New Year's Eve. So like it's in him. I just don't know if they want to tax him like that yet. Right. feels easier to like leave him off the bench. Although taxing Joe Harris doesn't sound like a great idea this year either. I don't feel like it's going to be Curry. So I guess we could just start here. I don't know how much it matters. Here's the ownership of some of the guys on Brooklyn today. Just from DraftKings. Fandle's comparable, but a little bit less. 35 to Irving. 25 to Royce O'Neal. 
47 to Ben Simmons, 30 to Nick Claxton, 26 to Warren, 30 to Curry, 11 to Watanabe, 5 to Joe Harris. So if you think that it's Joe Harris, that's the guy <laughs> if you want to but play I mean, in GPPs. But like that ownership also just changes if it is Joe Harris. Probably doesn't change that much, though. If they announce Joe Harris is starting, he's not going to be 5% on if, Depends when they're if, announcing if Joe Watanabe Harris is starting. If going to be 11%, at 3,100, like Harris at the very least, that, and Curry's going to be 30%. If they announce that it's Joe Harris, he's going to be 15, 20% on. Agreed. Still very interesting then, too, to me. Uh, what stands out most to you, and why is it Ben Simmons? Because it's always <laughs> Ben Simmons. Um, yep. I mean, the play, he the playing time should be more secure now. You're taking Kevin Durant's minutes out of the rotation. The fact that Simmons can defend every position becomes really, really useful here. Um, he has only averaged 0.9 DraftKings points per minute in 194 minutes without Durant on the floor. So I don't think you necessarily expect a massive bump in production. And that makes sense when you think about Ben Simmons' game. Like, you're taking away all of Durant's usage. It's not like Ben Simmons is going to be out there, you know, shooting. So, uh you don't really expect a big bump in production, but it should make the playing time look better. That is a lot of ownership, but we also have him with a 47% chance of being optimal. So I get it. Uh, only 5,400 likely playing 30 plus minutes looks really good. Yeah. For, uh, 47% chance to be optimal feels healthy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it is a fantastic play. Like the, Having that power forward center eligibility and being $600 cheaper than Claxton is just very interesting. Kind of buys you a little bit more freedom. Kyrie for 8,800 clearly looks fantastic. Um, Just an absolute no brainer, big time usage bump. Going to take every, going to take and create every shot. There are no like TJ Warren's the other guy that is sort of a a mild creator. We haven't really seen it as much for Brooklyn yet, but I mean, Kyrie is going to be a lot. He already took whatever shot he wanted to before this. Uh, somehow that he gets even more freedom. Do you think Cam Thomas gets into the rotation? Uh, so that was somebody that I had mentioned um, on the process show this morning. I also think that they could be calling Kessler Edwards up in the future and and unearth him a bit. But Maybe. he's not really, he's not a creator either. No, I just, uh, uh, he's the type of guy that I think can fit into those sorts of minutes. Um, I don't know if it's going to be, I don't know if the new rotation piece is going to be Markeith Morris, Cam Thomas. It doesn't seem like this doesn't feel like a spot where you get Sumner in there now. Um, but somebody is going to step into the rotation and play like 15 minutes. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Cam Thomas. I gave it to Markeith Morris for now, but I don't have a great feel yet. The only reason I was thinking Thomas was just because he is like the only other guy that can give you just instant offense. Wouldn't be surprised. I think Royce O'Neal looks great. It's his price or his position on DraftKings is incredibly stupid at just shooting guard, but 4,500 probably firm. Like, I don't want to say he's not going to fall into an extra, a bunch of extra time, but maybe an extra minute, maybe an extra two shots each game. That's enough to like, before his price rises 300 bucks to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's Royce O'Neal. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's he's 0.74 DraftKings points per minute without Durant. That's the really interesting thing about this team is outside of like Irving, nothing changes on a point per minute basis. Um, it kind of makes me think they're going to end up going a bit over owned. You know, Irving 1.36 DraftKings points per minute, 34% usage, 27% assist percentage. Obviously, that's great. And he does look much, much better without Durant. But it's just O'Neal, 0.75 DraftKings points per minute. Harris, 
Curry, 0.87. Simmons, 0.9. Watanabe, 0.8. Warren, 0.74. Like, I don't really know that I expect Durant's absence to have as big an impact as the ownership suggests. Well, I think that I think the impact is the minutes. Sure. Like, and I'm not saying these guys shouldn't be popular. I'm just saying, like, I don't think this is necessarily necessarily a situation. Like, if when you first think about it, you would just say, like, all right, wow, these guys are going to play a lot more minutes and they're going to be a lot more productive because you don't have Kevin Durant out there. But most of the guys on this team, like we were just saying, they're not creating shots. They're not really taking shots. Like, it's just going to be Kyrie Irving soaking up so much of this that I think the bump for everybody else is playing time, but not really production. Are you expecting to be light on Brooklyn? At current ownerships, probably. Okay. Because I also just expect them to run a deep rotation. Fair. Great. Like, interesting. It's interesting to see them in the first game. I'm fascinated to know where the ownership ends up shaking out and who ends up getting that fifth starting spot. Um, I don't know what else to add. But he also looks very good. He's at about 1.2 DraftKings points per minute on DraftKings without... Uh, Durant, but also should just solidify that playing time now that you're going to need Ben Simmons to, you know, play other positions as well. So I think for me, it's probably Irving, Simmons, Claxton as the three that I feel best about, followed by O'Neal, just because he's cheap. It's still Royce O'Neal, but he's cheap. Um, so, I mean, yeah, the, the pricing is still going to make this team. That's the other thing. Like, they're so cheap. They're going to be easy to get to. They're going to look good. It's just that the ownership scares me a little bit. And it's hard to not like one of Warren Harris Curry pretty right. aggressively and maybe two of those guys pretty right. aggressively. That, that's like they're all sub 4K. So it's just like, all right, even if I give, you know, if I give TJ Warren 22 or 24 minutes, he's still going to look fine. Um, I gave him more than that. Yeah, I don't, I don't totally trust that. I went to 26 on Warren, 24 Harris, 24 Curry. Um, makes me like all of those dudes. What'd you do on Watanabe? 20. I Yeah, I, I think he plays probably the same as Warren, if not more. Then you got to really like him at 10% ownership. I mean, I just think that they all play like 22 minutes. I don't think that that's crazy. It's a great, like, it's a fascinating team to look at today. Ownership is already there. Anything else you want to touch on for Brooklyn? Whoever starts in place of Durant, I think you do project more minutes to like if it's Joe Harris, he'd be the one that separates from that minutes projection for me. Um, yeah. If it's Warren, which, you know, would be surprising, but if it's Warren, then certainly he's getting a few more same for Curry. Um, but I just think whichever of them are coming off the bench, they're all probably just likely to play low to mid twenties. Perfect. I don't know how much we're going to be able to do here for Milwaukee. They are actually, I'm going to look up this line because it could have easily changed since this morning. This feels like one of those spots where it would have, yeah, so it's now up to Miami minus four, 217 total. I had it at two and a half earlier. Uh, the Bucks are on a back-to-back. Grayson Allen got hurt and left yesterday's game. I have no idea what the status of Chris Middleton is going to be. I assume that Joe Ingles is not playing back-to-backs. I have no concept if Drew Holiday is playing back-to-backs right now. Did not play the back-to-back last week. And... It feels like a spot that Giannis is also not going to play here today, but I can't really work my way into that yet. I find Milwaukee to be basically impossible to talk about at this point. We need their injury report first. Agreed. 
that said, uh, if Drew Holiday is in, 7,700 on DraftKings, 7,300 on FanDuel, I would be interested. I'm always interested in Giannis, but I don't think that he's going to look even remotely as good as Luka Doncic today. Um, after that, like, it all depends. If you're losing Grayson Allen's minutes and Joe Ingles' minutes, Pat Connaughton is probably a guy that we want to get to a little bit more. Something in the Javon Carter, Marshawn Beauchamp, AJ Green category steps into like potential value option. It'll be something we can sift through tonight on the deeper dive in live before lock though. Yeah. Like it's kind of, if, if everybody is in, um, I don't really like anything from this team too much. You know, Brooke Lopez, the 5,600 would look fine. Connaughton would look okay. Giannis clearly, if you can get there, great, but um, they're all pretty much correctly priced. There's just a lot of other plays. They're going to look better, but I'm with you. You're probably going to get multiple guys out in which case you're just going to get value opening up from this team. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, then let's go over to the Miami side, where when I first saw it, I was like, I already know Lowry and Hero are out. Like, what the hell is driving this line? No Lowry, no Hero, no Caleb Martin, no Duncan Robinson, Jovich, or Yurtsevin. Dwayne Dedman is suspended from his bullshit from the last game. So they have, much like they did on Tuesday, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They have nine active bodies, one of which is Udonis Haslam. Basically, you're turning Dedman into Bam, and then Orlando Robinson just goes back to being a backup center. These guys are going to play an absolute shit ton of minutes again. Gabe Vincent is 50% owned on DraftKings, 71% owned on FanDuel right now. And I don't think that either of those two things are all that crazy. You're going to get real minutes out of Bam. You're going to get real minutes out of Jimmy Butler, Max Struess, Victor Oladipo. We're just running these guys right back again, right? Yeah. Um, you know, Bam being back in makes it a little bit less appealing than it was last game just because, you know, he's going to cut into – Butler's usage and production and both Bam and Butler are relatively expensive, but they both should play a lot. You're still going to get a lot of minutes for Vincent, for Struess, for Oladipo. Um, Highsmith, if he avoids foul trouble, should play a lot. Obviously not a good point per minute guy, but still only 3,408% owned. Um, if that doesn't come up, I'll probably be getting back there again. So yeah, it's still a team that's going to run a very tight rotation and play a lot of minutes. You got 38 last game from Butler. You got 39 from Vincent. 42 from Struess. Um, you know, again, you're going to have one extra body in this game compared to the last game. So you can't just like duplicate those minutes, but 33 from Jamal Kane, that certainly should come down. Um, but yeah, it's still going to be a very, very appealing team. It really is. It's, it's, it's hard to want to not have like bunches and bunches of this. Um, and they look even better on like, there's even infinitely more uh, ownership coming in on FanDuel. Bam Adebayo is $500 cheaper on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings and has the power forward eligibility. Butler is $500 cheaper on FanDuel, has small forward power forward eligibility. Both of those guys are 30% owned on FanDuel because they just don't have that same flexibility that they do on DraftKings. It's impossible to not have these guys. So when you look at it, you're willing to have four Miami Heat guys, I assume? I'll probably cap it at three. Interesting. Okay. Uh, that, that's fair. I think I'd be more willing to do it on FanDuel just because of the 
positional flexibility. Would you be willing to go to four on the Nets? Um, probably will happen to three. I, I just okay. think there's going to be enough. There's enough like good spots and resting teams today that I think it just creates a situation where um, that fourth guy you're probably going to be happier at somebody else. Um, yeah. I think it's probably you could make a better case for the Nets because like if you have Kyrie Simmons Claxton, there's no reason you wouldn't necessarily want a $3,500 Seth Curry or something. Um, yeah. So I think you could make a better case there. With Miami, the problem that I see is that the pricing, at least on DraftKings, isn't that favorable. Like 9100 for Bam, 9700 for Butler. If you have both of those guys in a lineup, you need them doing a lot. Yeah, combined. I, you know, and then so it's like, oh, so then am I also going to throw in a fifty nine hundred dollar Oladipo? You know, on a four K Vincent, like that's asking for a lot of production out of Miami. Whereas with Brooklyn, you still have those, you know, three K pieces that could conceivably play a ton of minutes. That's a good point. I don't have anything else here to add. This is just another fascinating spot. And remember the opposite side of this game could turn into the exact same situation where we have like five guys that are 30 something percent owned or more. This like, if, if we get everything out, Bobby Portis could be 60% owned by the time that we get to lock today. Who the hell knows how this ends up shaking out. Lots of value to be found out there. Anything else for Miami? No. Oh, uh, so what I was going to say is uh, it's really difficult to actually like figure out rates here. Butler and Bam, have only played 29 minutes alongside each other this year without Hero or Lowry on the floor. 119 total minutes for Bam, 1.31 DraftKings points per minute, 174 total minutes for Butler, 1.46. But uh, again, there hasn't been a lot of overlap there. So um, kind of a tricky situation. Hit that like button, folks. We're at 77. We need to be up over 100 if we can. The sponsor of today's show, Prize Picks giving you a little bit of a deal. If you click the link in the description, you'll be able to get up to 100% of an instant match deposit bonus. So put in 100, they will match it with another $100. You're picking player props. You're taking over-unders. Put net, wow. <laughs> put five on one card, net up to 10X your entry fee. I just like glitched out there. My brain stopped working completely during the middle of that read. We have prize picks player prop tool on stochastic.com. We've got prize picks videos as well on our YouTube channels, tons of content going on. And all you're doing is just picking player props. It's very simple. And you can do it across sports, multiple sports on one card. And they really dip their toe in a lot of different water, NBA, NHL, NFL, college basketball, soccer, Euro basket, PGA, MMA, Call of Duty, women's Euro basketball. If you've got to lean on that, by all means, dive into prize picks. Adam and I are going to touch on a couple props here. They've got fantasy scores up. Let's start it off. Remember, guys, this is FanDuel scoring. Joel Embiid over under 53 and a half. Um, over, over, wow, way over. Yes, I will also take the over here. I think Embiid is in a great spot. Uh, your boy, James Harden, 46 and a half. Over. I would take the under here, but I'm not really confident on either side. We'll head to OKC. Look at Shea Gilgis-Alexander. This one, to me, is a snap over. 43 and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah, over. I have that by a lot. We have him at like 47 and a half. I got him at 48, so that makes some sense. Let's see who else would be interesting to look at. Uh, Jalen Williams from OKC is at 22 and a half. 
I would take that, but I wouldn't be happy about it. Yeah, I mean, we have 23 and a half. I don't like it. And then I think that's basically everybody we've hit. Let's do one more Philly guy. Let's do Tyrese Maxey over under 29 and a half. Over. Seems pretty easy for you today. Yeah, weird. I like that Philly OKC game on prize pick. So attack it if you can. All righty. We're going to move to the Charlotte Hornets. Seven and a half point dogs in Toronto, 231 total. For Charlotte, it's looking like we're still going to be without Gordon Hayward, who is doubtful. Kelly Oubre, obviously still out for a couple more weeks. Ownership is kind of just spread out for Charlotte. You know, you get to around 10% on LaMelo and Jalen McDaniels. PJ Washington is at 15. Uh, The most ownership is coming to Cody Martin, who's the flat 3K shooting guard small forward. Makes some sense. Interesting. Uh, you you would expect him to sort of be like the pivot from the value of Brooklyn or Miami, but turns out the ownership is already there. I don't have much of an issue with it either. Uh, as you look at Charlotte right now, what do you want to do with the Hornets? I mean, I think that Cody Martin ownership is ugly. Um, like I, I get it. He's shooting guard, small forward. He's 3K. It's going to go away once you get better value. But I mean, the guy's playing like 22 minutes most likely. Um you know, we got 25 of the game the other day when Lamella was in massive foul trouble. But you and I talked about it then that you're probably getting 20 to 22 minutes in a normal game for Martin. You got 22 last game, but that was also a game where uh, PJ Washington was in foul trouble and didn't close. Cody Martin picked up four and a half minutes closing that game. Like he wasn't very far removed from playing 18 minutes. I don't need a 20 something percent on Cody Martin. Um, but like if if that ownership comes down and he ends up being very low owned, you can use him as a pivot and hope to run good on foul trouble for somebody. But if one fifth of the field is going to be going to Cody Martin, basically hoping somebody gets in foul trouble, I'm good with just not being there. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. at 3,800, I think is an interesting pivot away from Martin. You don't have the same level of positional flexibility since Smith is only a point guard, but he played 24 minutes last game. They didn't close either half. Well, technically close the first half, but that was just for, 30 seconds didn't close either half, but a very healthy, just rotation played um, like five minutes or sorry, played seven and a half minutes to start the second quarter after playing the final six of the first quarter. Um, I think you're just getting, you know, 24 minutes, give or take from Dennis Smith jr. At this point, he's only 3,800 and not getting a lot of ownership. So I think that that one's interesting. LaMelo at 12% at 9,800 looks good. You know, I've mentioned it before. I am concerned about his rebounding this year. He only has a 7.8% rebounding percentage. I do think he's being hurt by Mason Plumlee playing so many minutes, whereas last year you were getting a lot more of the smaller Charlotte lineups, and I think it was allowing LaMelo to rebound better. But still playing a lot of minutes when he's not in foul trouble. Still a high usage guy, getting a ton of assists. Uh, so he's going to look good. Terry Rozier should play around 36 minutes at 7,300. He looks fine. Washington at 5,500 should play 32, 33 minutes. Um, he's going to look good. This team across the board just looks pretty good. Uh, the only spot that I really had an issue with is the Cody Martin ownership. Yeah, it's just that flat 3K price tag, which it, it is kind of weird that he's the flat 3K now that he's been back for a couple of games. Like, I'm not saying that he should be expensive, but I'm surprised to see him be the minimum salary as a guy that's like a firm part of the Charlotte rotation. Just a couple hundred extra dollars just makes so much more sense for him. And he just doesn't Yeah, he have shouldn't it. be 3K, but no. he also shouldn't be 20-something percent over. No, he shouldn't. No, he shouldn't. Well, you got the Toronto game that you were dreading on Tuesday. Uh, I I have the tweet here. Uh, I got tagged in it. Two games in a row. The Raptors had zero players 
with 40 plus minutes in back-to-back games for the first time since November 30th. Yeah. And they were competitive. They were competitive. Um, That said, I still like Toronto here against Charlotte. It's a pace up spot, even at some of the minutes, like I've brought, I brought everybody's minutes down a couple notches, but I still really like Scotty Barnes, 6,700, small forward, power forward. I'm still happy to get to Gary Trent in the sixes or OG Ananobi. Van Vliet's a little bit more difficult at 8,200. You just don't have the same flexibility. Siakam, you don't have that same flexibility, but he's still 9,600 power forward center on FanDuel. All of these guys still have that same sort of flexibility on, on the FanDuel side. Even giving 65 total minutes to Coloco and Boucher and Wancho and Flynn and Achua, I still find the Toronto guys to be interesting. Yeah, I still think they look good because of the matchup and the salaries are still reasonable. It's not like they had gotten you know, two out of hand, 10-3 for Siakam, center only. Um, he's only 0.7% ownership. Clearly, I'm not projecting 39 minutes for him anymore, but I think you're still projecting like 37 and yeah. it's still a good matchup against Charlotte. So the lack of ownership there starts to be pretty appealing. Ananobi with shooting guard, small forward eligibility, pulling 12%. I think you're still expecting around 35 minutes from him. You know, it's he only played 31 last game, but I just don't think that's the case going forward. Did have some foul issues. Uh, didn't immediately sub out after his fourth foul, but did pick up his fourth foul with like, eight minute, eight and a half minutes to go in the third quarter, played an abbreviated stint in that quarter. Like, I think you're still getting 35 minutes there. I think Trent's still on average giving you 34, 35. Same for, you know, Barnes probably around 34, Van Vliet around 36. So I don't want to overreact too much. Like there's, you can look at their rotations the last two games and say, all right, somebody got through to Nick Nurse and he's not going to kill these guys consistently anymore. But there's still a middle ground between everybody playing 41 minutes and everybody playing 32 minutes. I think that you probably see it settle in where you just get normal starters minutes for guys like Siakam and Van Vliet and, you know, OG like on other teams. And if you project it that way, they still look pretty good here. Um, I'm not going to look at those last two games and just decide that suddenly Nick nurse is going from being an insane person in terms of a million minutes to running like a Taylor Jenkins Memphis rotation <laughs> from a couple years ago where they would just, you know, run 12 man rotations and everybody played 30 minutes. Like I don't, I'm not going to that extreme just because of the last couple of games. Yeah. And the good thing about Toronto, it's not like any of these guys are total zeros in the lineup. We don't have the, those 0.7 guys that are just playing 34 minutes. These are fantasy point per minute guys or more worst guy in the lineup. is probably Gary Trent. He's like a 0.9 guy. It, it's really easy to want to continue to get to Toronto. So I will still be doing that. I did discount their minutes and it doesn't like to me, there's still the upside of them coming out here and all playing 40 minutes tonight. Yeah. Like uh, that, yeah, that Steve is Crabtree not just, a zero. Right. Steve Crabtree just said in the chat also wouldn't be surprised if they played 40 again. It's nurse. Exactly. That's the other reason. I mean, for one, I wouldn't project like I wouldn't just go in and say, you know, like, oh, well, this is what they did the last two games. This is what I'm projecting going forward because I think it kind of just balances out. But also when you're just trying to think about setting a projection from like a range of outcome standpoint, there's still a non-zero chance that Nick Nurse is just like, all right, that was fun. They rested two days. We're, we're back to 42 today. Yep. Yeah, like I went 37 to Siakam, 35 to Van Vliet, Trenton, and Anobi, and then 33 to Barnes. And I still like Barnes at 33. So uh, there's a lot of meat left on the bone here against or for Toronto. And again, great spot against Charlotte. Um, anything else for the wraps? Nope. One more thing that we need to talk about for today. And it's the fact that we are only at a hundred likes. And I think that we should be higher than that, but we also have our NBA bet pro package. 
you can get a seven day free trial to that package. And then after that, it's going to be like 16 bucks a week or like 55 bucks a month. But this is going to be our NBA projection model for sports betting. And it's everything that we have on the back end for DFS just moved over to the sports betting side. So these are the projections that are managed by Alex Baker, Sean Zahn, Steve Buzzard. You guys know all of their names, Osimo, DeColtz, Sean Zahn. <laughs> Sean Zahn's like me. We're not all that creative. We just use our names in the same sort of way across the board. And we One also have Adam. Much more effective with your name than the other. Absolutely. Um, without a question. And that person is Josh Engelman. Uh, <laughs> Adam Scher also uh, creating some NBA Bet Pro content now. Check out the Odd Shopper channel for that, giving out some of our best NBA plays each and every day. We've had a 2.2% ROI on our Bet Pro package. Might not sound like a huge number, but uh, it kind of is. That would be a $2,700 profit if you've placed $100 on every bet so far. It is a product that should make people money. Uh, I, I think that you guys should be checking it out now, given the amount of content that we're putting out on the sports betting side, given the fact that Adam's got this video out now. And for a seven-day free trial, you can't really ask for much more. So please, guys, go check it out now. Two games to go. It's the dueling late-night hammer. Dallas Mavericks, three-point favorites in L.A. against the Lakers, 233 total for Dallas. No Dorian Finney-Smith, no Maxi Klebert, no Josh Green. Dwight Powell, questionable, probably not all that important. They probably just dust off JaVale McGee if this one's not going to work out here. Well, we got to start with Luka. I'm honestly surprised. 20% owned on DraftKings. Maybe that makes sense because he's 12-8 and only has point guard. 23% owned on FanDuel where he's 12-2, point guard, shooting guard. This dude's playing 39 minutes a night, upwards of 42 minutes a night. Um, he, to me, it's a massive pace up spot. I have the Lakers as the second fastest team, the Mavs as the second slowest team. I've got Luke at 1.8 FanDuel points per minute here. I think he's so far and away the top option. I'm honestly surprised that he's not getting more ownership, particularly for how much value exists on this slate. I want to do all things that I can do to get Luka Doncic in my lineup today. I'm right there with you, and that's how I've been on pretty much every Luka slate recently. Um, yeah. He's just almost at this point to um, you know, 2015 or whatever Russell Westbrook status for me where – it's just, I, it doesn't matter what I need to do. I need to get Luca into lineups because not only is he the best point per minute guy by a pretty wide margin, he's just playing the entire game. Um, he's, you know, he's going from averaging, you know, 36, 37 minutes per game to just regularly playing north of 40. And I, it just becomes really, really difficult not to need him in lineups um, as long as there's any semblance of value on a slate. So uh, yeah, I'm with you. 20% ownership. I expect to be north of that. Um, I expect to get a lot. I do think the Dwight Powell news matters a bit here for okay. two reasons. Uh, one is that if he's out, Christian Woods projection minutes projection should go up a little bit. Yeah. Um, like I think Christian Woods going to look reasonable one way or the other at 8,300 with power forward eligibility, but in, in a good spot, I think he's going to look like a good play. But if you take Powell out, you can give Wood a couple of extra minutes. But the other thing that's interesting is that Davis Bertans started the second half in place of Powell the other uh, last game. He's 3K flat. If he were to start, like it's you're not going to feel comfortable going there, but yeah. he's another just pivot away from Cody Martin. Absolutely. I completely agree with you here. By the way, I, on my dummy crunch that I ran as my placeholder, I got to 80% Luca on FanDuel. I don't regret any bit of that. No. Especially given the fact that I don't think Giannis is going to be around. 
Um, I've got Luca like 15 points clear of, or 12 points clear of everybody other than Embiid. And Embiid on FanDuel is a different kind of story. If you can get to the double payup, the Luca, which might be hard on DraftKings at 12-8, but the Luca plus another one of those guys. And I don't even know how necessary that is because on FanDuel, you've got Siakam, Donovan Mitchell, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, Dame potentially. Uh, Bam is 8,600. Jalen Brown is underpriced. Like it starts to get kind of squirrely if you don't need that extra 10% or that other 10K guy. But for right now, I want all of Luca, all of it. No doubt about it. Wow. Steven Leibowitz said Luca's prize picks fantasy profit is 60 and a half. I'm not even near that. I don't know what I would have to project him for to get to 60. What do we have Luca's projection at? Do you have it in front of you? Um, 63.9. Yeah. Like that's in, in 38 minutes. That's a snap over. Get it in there as fast as you can before it moves. Do you want anything else from Dallas? So Tim Hardaway is 5,200 on FanDuel and 38% owned, by the way. I need to put that out there because he's not the same on DraftKings. Who'd you say? Tim Hardaway is 38% owned on FanDuel. What's his price? 5,200 shooting guard small forward. That makes sense. Um, yeah, it's not crazy to me. Yeah, so on DraftKings, the two guys pulling double-digit ownership are clearly Luka and then Christian Wood at 8,300. Um, I Again, I think that makes sense. The rest of this team, though, because it's such a good matchup against the Lakers, look at least somewhat interesting. Spencer yeah. Dinwiddie at 7K, pulling 2% ownership. Tim Hardaway Jr. at 5,800, pulling 7%. Dinwiddie has been awful in these games without Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi Kleba. And the reason is twofold. One, you have Christian Wood in the starting lineup. Two, you have Luka Doncic playing almost the entire game. So you're not getting like 10 minutes a night where Dinwiddie is out there without Luka. You're getting like, you know, five or six. But also you're just getting a lot of minutes where Dinwiddie sharing the floor with Luka and Wood as opposed to uh, Wood coming off the bench and Dinwiddie getting fewer, you know, getting more minutes where he's with just Luca or just Wood as opposed uh, to both of them. So in those 11 games, only a 17% usage rate, only a 4% rebounding percentage, 18.5% assist percentage, but he has averaged 38 minutes per game. Just being on the floor that many minutes against the Lakers, you have a path to success at no ownership. So I don't think he's going to project very well for 7K, but uh, just worth noting, you know, he's going to play a ton. Tim Hardaway Jr. at 5,800. He um, has been a bit better than Dinwiddie in these games, I believe. Uh, he has averaged, oh, it's been about the same, 0.72 DraftKings points per minute, 36 minutes per game. He is less expensive with small forward eligibility. So just the playing time is kind of interesting there. Jaden Hardy is also in this rotation now. Um, he played about 16 minutes last game. A couple of that was garbage time or like a minute of that was garbage time. Jason Kidd, before the before the last game, uh, it had been pointed out to him that Hardy had played 20 minutes in each of their two previous games. And he said, like, good, hopefully we can get him there again tonight. Uh, then, you know, obviously he didn't because he's the coach. But um, 3,200 for Jaden Hardy, no ownership. Like, again, it's a Lakers matchup. Um, you're not going to feel comfortable with him at all. But I think he's another Martin pivot if he's going to be 1% and Martin's going to be 20. Anything else you want to touch on from Dallas? Nope. To the Lakers we go. Uh, they got a little bit of news here. We've got a Q tag on Pat Bev. No Lonnie Walker, no AD, no Austin Reeves. LeBron in, Russ in, Troy Brown in. LeBron is the only guy in double digits. LeBron is the only guy pulling any ownership uh, on the DraftKings side. Uh, Schroeder actually the most owned Laker on the FanDuel end at 5,900. I would prefer to have basically nothing here. 
by all means, uh, I'm happy to get to LeBron James, but I don't find this Lakers team to be interesting. And this is about a, as bad of a DFS matchup as you can get. Yeah, pretty unappealing spot. LeBron's the only guy pulling ownership. Um, he's 10-9, 14.5% owned. Small forward, power forward, so easier to get into lineups than Luka. Small forward, power forward, and $2,000 less expensive. But I still just think the gap between LeBron and Luka is so big that I'm going to probably just end up prioritizing Luka. The rest of the team just, I think, looks actively bad because they've gotten more expensive as a result of LeBron being out. Now you have LeBron back, but you also have a probable Troy Brown Jr., which doesn't matter in terms of rates or production, but it does matter in terms of minutes. Uh, it's just very difficult to pay 6400 for Schroeder with LeBron back or nearly 7K for Bryant with LeBron back or 8500 for Westbrook with LeBron back. I think it's pretty much LeBron or bust from the Lakers. Can't say I disagree here. Should be a fun one to watch, though. Uh, I don't know if yeah, you probably remember it, but uh, one of my favorite just regular season games I've watched was, I think it was like right before the pandemic. So like late 2019, early 2020, uh, LeBron versus Luka. Just uh, the entire fourth quarter was basically them just like one-on-one, -on -one just taking every shot. It was a lot of fun. I have vague memories of it, but I've burned through too many brain cells. Yeah. Closing it out, the it Cleveland Cavaliers. What? Oh, come on now. Cleveland Cavaliers are three-point favorites in Portland, 223 total. Uh, for the Cleveland side, no Dean Wade still. Isaac Okoro and Jared Allen both probable. Uh, Ricky Rubio, though, questionable and is expected to make his return to the NBA for today, coming off that knee injury. I don't think that he matters all that much. I don't think that anything matters all that much. Uh, if I'm playing anybody, it's either Mitchell, Garland, Mobley, or Allen, but I don't get the sense that I'm going to have a lot of any of these guys. Yeah, I don't expect to have a lot of any of it either. I do like the the spot, but it's just Mitchell's up to 9,900. That's going to be difficult to pair with Luka, and Luka's the priority here. Certainly 2% on Donovan Mitchell is interesting, but it's also just really expensive. Garland at 7,600, Allen at 6,100, Mobley at 64. I think those three are going to be easier to get to. Uh, they're all pulling 7 to 10% ownership, and I think it's it's deserved. But in the context of the slate, you know, kind of what I expect to be building around, I don't think it's anything from this team. I do just expect to be getting to decent amounts of Garland, Allen, Mobley, uh, who are all very reasonably priced. Yeah, I like the Garland price. I, just, I can't prioritize anything in comparison to some of these other games. These are, These guys are just pivots. Portland's different. Uh, we've got a giant Q tag hanging in the balance and who knows when we get it. But if he ends up being out, it changes the scope of this Portland team so big. Uh, Damian Lillard is questionable. Gary Payton is probable. We've got Anthony Simons, 11% owned on DraftKings. Nurk is at 14%. Uh, on FanDuel, Simon's at 6K. Point guard, shooting guard is 29% owned, which bums me out. I wanted to get like well over the field there and he's um, just holding hands at this point. Uh, no real ownership coming into Dame. I don't find him all that interesting. If you're playing people from Portland, it's only the starters, but they have a chance to look really good if Dame ends up out. And even still, I'm happy to get to Simon's given that price tag on FanDuel. Yeah, uh, DraftKings too. 6,500 for Simons looks good. Um, not a very appealing matchup. I do think that the ownership gap just, or ownership disparity, like just within this game is interesting. Yusuf Nurk at 6,800 clearly is a good option at that price. I don't really know why he's getting twice the ownership of Jared Allen, who is $700 less expensive and not facing the Cleveland Cavaliers. So that yeah. one is, you know, kind of interesting. 6,500 for Simons, you know, again, makes sense. Dame is very similar to Mitchell for me. You know the type of upside he gives you, assuming he plays, but he also just isn't going to grade out that well from, from a projection standpoint. Difficult matchup, correct price tag. Uh, Josh Hart at 6K, 
Jeremy Grant at 7,200, both should play a lot, but also correctly priced. So I think it's pretty much Nurkic and Simons for me. I'm assuming game is in. If he's out, then clearly Nurk looks better. Grant looks better. Simons looks better. Uh, you probably get more minutes for Sharp at 3K. You maybe get more minutes for Peyton at 3K. Um, but assuming Lillard's in, it's pretty much Nurkic and Simons. If Lillard ends up out, it's just basically jam the rest of the starters even more so. Yeah, um, it just, you know, Simons looks so much better if he's out. Nurkic looks better. Grant takes on a, a, a bigger usage role. And then if you wanted to roll the dice on, you know, a 3K Gary Payton or shit on Sharp, I think either of those would be reasonable as well. Anything else you want to add for this game? No. Anything else you want to add for this slate? Nope. All righty. Bet Pro videos today? Yes. Adam Webb is Bet Pro Videos out later today. NFL Strategy Show Matchups Edition coming up next. You'll get the deeper dive and live before lock later tonight as well. Good luck, everybody. Enjoy your day. Thank you to Prize Picks for being the sponsor. We're going to get on out of here. We will talk to you later. <laughs>